come to, you gotta have faith. What is faith? In Hebrews 11, chapter 1st verse, the Apostle Paul writes, Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. One playwright writes, it's believing when you see white, when your eyes tell you black. Dr. King says, if you don't believe in something, you'll fall for anything. It's belief where no one else believes. This is a podcast about faith. This is a Christian podcast where we share our faith and belief in God and also in mankind. The goodness and kindness in mankind. In today's world, we see lots of ugliness based on racism, misogyny, and age-old grudges. But there's goodness in all of us. There's goodness in this world. But it begins with our belief. You've got to have faith. Today is the 23rd, February 23rd. I think it's the last February. The last Saturday. Yeah, the last Saturday in February. <laughs> the last Saturday? Yeah, the last Saturday in February. Um, we have the gang here, Deb and Craig. How's everybody doing? Good, Good morning. morning. Good morning. It's a cold morning in the Bay Area. It is, sunny. That's right, it is sunny. It's not rainy, so I'm happy about that. And no snow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we're going to dive into... We're going to dive into um, Hebrew, I'm sorry, uh, Luke 11, 5, 8, and uh, Dr. King, one of Dr. King's old sermons, A Knock at Midnight. But before we do that, let me, let's engage in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for waking us up this wonderful Saturday morning. We thank you for um, just getting us out of bed. Uh, we thank you for our health, for our strength, for our spiritual strength. Uh, we thank you for getting us through the week again. We, we thank you for uh, motivating us to get into your word, to be motivated, to, to talk about your word, to learn, to listen, to understand, and to, and to expose you know, the things that are going on in our minds and how we can connect it to the Bible, to, to get into what you have to teach to us. And we ask that everything that we say, everything that we do, everything that we are, uh, will be blessed by the love that you give to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. So, um, it, it was my turn to do the, um, the subject, and uh, this is the last, I guess, this, this will be the end of Black History Month. And uh, I, on YouTube, there, uh, there's a guy who has posted all, almost all of Dr. King's sermons. And this one sermon sort of spoke to me, um, and it's called A Knock at Midnight. And uh, it's the typical Southern Baptist or Southern Black Baptist style of, of preaching, and usually the structure. And it's one of those things I, I would love to talk to you guys in the future about, um, like how the structure, like how a Catholic um, um, minister preaches and how an Episcopalian what services are like. Well, like yeah, but I guess how, how they structure the sermons, uh, and usually in the Black. Uh, Southern Baptist, it's usually they they'll have the Bible verse, they'll talk about the problem, mm-hmm. they'll connect the problem with the problem happening in today's world, and then they'll jump back into the Bible verse and talk about the, the history of what's happening during Jesus' time or the time of the Bible at the time of the verse. And that'll, that'll be kind of like the structure? That's the structure. Okay. And then they'll, the preacher will talk about the solution within the Bible and then he'll bring it back. He or she will bring it back to the solution that we can apply to our real life. Our real life. Mm-hmm. And, and usually it's a half, half an hour sermon. 
and these intervals are broken up in 10 minutes and then it's packed up and usually there's a lot of shouting and and yeah and, and, and all that interaction call and response and, yeah. and everyone's revived as you know the, the, the black pastor is sort of a motivational speaker it's almost like a football coach mm-hmm. who will you know motivate but all, it's all supported uh, by the Bible by the, uh, the verse mm-hmm. and King does exactly that he talks about a knock at midnight, and there's a wonderful, um, and we have a YouTube um, connection there. Also, Stanford University, they have what they call the Martin Luther King Research and Education Institute, and they also break down the knock at midnight. Okay, let's, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> let's read the Bible verse. Um, and you want to focus on Luke 11, 5 through 8. Exactly, and we'll touch on. Um, before and after. Yeah, the before and after. Who wants to read? I don't mind reading. Um, I'll read. Sure. Go for it. Fine. Okay. Then he said to them, suppose one of you has a friend, and he goes to him at midnight and says, friend, lend me three loaves of bread, because a friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. Then the one inside answers, don't bother me, the door is already locked. And my children are with me in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, though, he will not get up and give him the bread because he is his friend. Yet because of the man's boldness, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. All right. And there you go. So the, um, the premise, and I'll, um, just before, Jesus is basically. Um, it's the Last Supper. Mm-hmm. Yes, the Last Supper. And the um, Passover. Yeah, exactly. And um, right before this passage, the disciples, Jesus, you know, they ask him to teach them something. Mm-hmm. And pray, yeah. out of all the things that they could ask for, they asked him to teach them how to pray. Yep. And we get the Lord's Prayer immediately right. before that. That's right. Which is um, Luke 11. I believe this is... Uh, One through four. Two, yeah. And it begins in verse 2. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, so that happens. And what, what the cool thing about um, about a knock at midnight, you know, there are all sorts of allusions to not only uh, what does midnight represent, what does bread represent, who's in behind the door, who's in front of the door. What is the door? Yeah, what is the door? Um, and King talks about midnight and the the social order, the psychological order, uh, and in the political order. And he's giving the speech during the Lyndon B. Johnson administration. He's doing it, doing it during um, his um, during the Vietnam crisis. And but is it at a church? Like, is it, it, is, is, it, it, is, it, is it a speech speech or is it like he's giving a sermon at a church? So he's giving a church. Um, I'll read a little bit of the details that I have yeah. here. Um, King penned the sermon outline for the youth Sunday services of the Women's Convention Auxiliary National okay. Baptist Convention. So, and and it goes on and on. But um, but when when you hear the the YouTube the speech, it's as if I can't distinguish it from a church. So it's, no, it's, it sounds it, like it exactly. It sounds like it sounds like it was right service. Yeah, that's right. Service to me. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. And it's not. Any sim- it's dis- it's similar. I mean, I grew up on this. I grew up, you know, I had a preacher, H. Preacher Hicks Jr. Mm-hmm. at Metropolitan Baptist Church, and you would always have these sermons which talked about the political 
things that are happening in the world, mm -hmm. and then always bringing it back to, you know, what's happening within our lives. So this is, it's very, very typical. And I think A Knock at Midnight connects to, you know, what's happening in today's world. Mm -hmm. um, I could talk about how, what I think about it. What, did you, what were you guys' thoughts on the whole thing? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I mean, we could go like, like Dr. King goes in, you know, in his specific directions, some of the points that you, you named. I always look at this, these stories when Jesus tells them and try to figure out not only the symbolism of, like, say, the door or, or the bread or what have you here, but also the point of view. Like, uh, and, you know, ask yourself, who are you? You know, putting yourself into each character's role. Mm -hmm. You know, and one of the interesting things that I came up with just kind of like just to me, I don't know, mm -hmm. because there's no answers. There's no easy answers here. Sure. It was like, well, who is this friend that came, Yeah, you know, that, that, that we're getting the bread for? Exactly. There's a conversation between two people. There's a third there's person. A, there's there. a third party there, and there, it's all about this, you know, guest, mm -hmm. you know? Are you the guest? Am I the guest? Is Christ the guest? Uh, is, you know what? What you know? What's going on? It's, mm -hmm. And it's and it's a matter. Um, it's a matter of being in the present too. Mm -hmm. Midnight. It's now. Yeah. You know. It's immediate. Mm -hmm. You know. It's inconvenient. Yes. <laughs> you know. But yeah. but we it forces everybody in, everybody involved into this present dilemma. What's happening right now at midnight mm -hmm. in this person's house? But, but I think also know. back in that time, it was normal for people to just show up at your house at the end of the day and yep. expect to be fed and given a place to sleep because they've journeyed a really long way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not but, like now when you have to call. Yeah. <laughs> and what's interesting about, what's <laughs> interesting about that, Deb, what's interesting about that is in verse 7, the person in the house says, don't bother me. It's midnight. So you would think... If it's typical for people to come and, oh, you know, there's a late visitor, come on in. This person is acting very, very differently, yeah. which is fascinating. Uh, he doesn't want to open the door, he's, and he's inconvenienced. Um, what, what else did you think about? Well, for me, I really focused on the prayer aspect because um, that that's what it means to me, mm -hmm. to knock on the door. Yeah. Um, and prayer... You know, communication is key in any relationship, and sure. prayer is how you communicate with God. Absolutely. And so, uh, focusing on, you know, prior to this passage, the the Lord's Prayer, where, you know, you get to understand about praise and God's preeminence and how He provides for you, how He pardons for you, mm -hmm. and what the pathway is. And then, um, knowing from this passage and from what King's talking about is, what how do you pray in the middle of the night and why are you praying? And right. Like this guy's knocking on the door for, like you guys were just saying for someone else. Yeah. And so he's learning how to unabashedly ask for something also. Exactly. You know, it's, it's that. And then after this session, this section mm -hmm. is the asking you will receive. Exactly. Peace. I was going to bring that up. The very fact that, so the, the apostles are asking Jesus, how do you pray? We get the Lord's Prayer, and then he follows it up with a analogy of sometimes a person will knock on the door and no one will answer, and then he says, "Listen, the Lord will answer you." Yeah. So. And it, so this section about the knocking on the door, yeah. like you were saying, has so many elements of it. So. Absolutely. Yeah. 
why are they knocking? Why aren't they answering? Mm -hmm. But then it's also a reminder, as you were saying before we started recording, Mm -hmm. to be ready to answer the knock Mm -hmm. and provide. Yes. If you are the, and this is another thing, you know, who are you? You And that's something that you always say, Craig, you know, who are we in this story? Mm -hmm. Are you the person behind the door? Mm -hmm. Are you the person in front of the door? Mm -hmm. I wrote down a bunch of things. Um, Uh, And, of course, I said it to you, uh, in a world and in our lives, what is the real midnight? Uh, You know, what does, and King alludes to the the allegory of midnight. Um, And he's talking about the civil rights movement at that time. And today we can talk about the persecution that a lot of minorities are also suffering today. Oh, sure. I mean, uh, in the USA Today, I'm not going to get too deep into politics, but in USA Today, um, they talked about Health and Human Services. They gave out a, a report that there's still, I think, 140,000 um, children still separated from their parents. They just don't know how to connect their parents because they didn't take, you know, notes as to they didn't document them. Right. And uh, so that is, and that of course, none of that would have happened if we didn't have a Trump administration policy of zero tolerance policy. Um, so, you know, King is talking about midnight for African-Americans in the civil rights movement. Right. Well, that still applies now with you know, illegal immigrants and, you know, there's, you know, Muslims and um, still African-Americans even now who are, who are going through it. So, you know, in the social order, for many people, it's midnight, you know, for them. Yeah. One <laughs> phrase that I – oh, sorry. No, no, no. Go right One phrase I wrote down that's tied to what you're just saying mm-hmm. is – MLK said you never solved one problem of tyranny by substituting a new tyranny. That's exactly right. Wow. It's cool you picked that up. I didn't pick that up. Yeah. But also, King, and it's wonderful how it breaks, how um, Stanford breaks down. It's midnight in the social order where the generation we fought two wars, and it it talks about what's happening during that time. It's midnight in the psychological order. This is how King is breaking it down. Um, it says here, people are more worried and frustrated than ever before. The psychopathic wards of our hospitals are full. Ministers and psychiatrists are busy. Um, there's a wonderful, um, there's a book by Henry Harvey Hervey Cleckley called The Mask of Sanity. And it talks about people who, uh, it talks about psycho, psychopathy. Not necessarily people who are psychopaths, but people who have the uh, sort of tendency of lacking a conscience. Hmm. And they put on a mask of sanity. You know, you say, hey, how are you doing? And they're like, oh, I'm fine. Uh-huh. But they, they have the mask on. Hmm. And I think about that when, when we talk about a knock at midnight because the person behind the door who has the ability to open the door and say, hey, let me give you bread. Let me give you – let me help you out. Hmm. Um, they're basically saying, listen, just don't bother me. You know, um, it's like, are you still in bed? You can't be in bed. How can you answer the door if you're still in bed? Well, if you're out of bed, then, you know, what's the problem? It's did about, he, did he matter. answer the door, though, or did he just... No, uh, from what I... Yelled it, we, yeah, it appears that he doesn't... Uh, so let's go through it again. And yeah. verse 7. He does oh. eventually, because the guy keeps knocking and knocking and bothering him. Exactly. Then one inside answers, don't bother me. The door's already locked. The door is already locked, so. But we also don't know why. I mean, yeah, he's complaining that he's already in bed, but mm-hmm. we don't know other things like, oh, is sure. he sick? Does he have bread? Yeah. <laughs> well, he can certainly say any of that. You know, like I was thinking, if I were the person behind the door, how many of the excuses do I give? Which yeah. is another question I have here. 
How many excuses do we give for not opening up that door? And we talk about it all the time during our podcast. Do we have the ability? Of course, we have the ability to give and to serve other people. What stops us from doing so? What are the excuses that we give ourselves? What are the excuses we give other people? Why don't we open the door? Well, I think Christ is kind of funny. He kind of it's a trick question, mm-hmm. and the story because of like, you know, he 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 presents it like at the beginning, like, okay, here you are, mm-hmm. and you have a friend that you know that you, you go, mm-hmm. you know, and audaciously, you know, you know, knock on his door at midnight, and and he tells you that's it's a matter of propriety that you shouldn't be doing this, mm-hmm. and Christ gives you. Gives you like, okay, you're that guy. You're the guy. You're the guy in need. You're the guy who's, you know, you know, saying, you know, asking for things maybe not at a socially appropriate setting, mm-hmm. but nevertheless, you have needs. Sure. And and Christ says, and you, and you will be, and you have to be persistent. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want this thing to happen. Yeah. Um, but again, putting yourself, um, I'm reminded of uh, something about this phrase. I don't know if it's attributed to George Schultz or Nelson Mandela. A lot of people said it's from, it's, it's a phrase a lot of people are familiar with, Miles um, Law, or Miles Law, mm-hmm. uh, which b- briefly states that where one stands depends upon where one sits. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if you're sitting on the other side of the door and you've got the bread and you've got the means to help somebody, yeah, and you say no. Are you you're on a journey, or your friend is on a journey, and you have needs, and you hear no, and all you hear is this person saying no. Yeah, um, that's the world. And Christ is saying that's our world. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, and what we need to do <laughs> is be audacious. Yeah, and and improper. And ask for things, and we also need to take away, and the you know any idea that, you know, oh, I'm, well, I'm sorry, you know, that's not that's not the rules, and this is improper, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and we need to let people in. Yeah, <laughs> you know, can, I, can I just? I mean, you need to you need to mm-hmm. change the situation. Yeah, you know, because you're bringing up in the King James Bible because mm-hmm. we don't get the word importunity in the NIV version. Mm-hmm. Um, because what you're talking about is persistent. You have to persistently ask. So I'm going to read to you just uh, verse 8 and 9 in the King James Version. Um, 8 and 9 in the NIV says, I tell you, though he will not get up and give him the bread because he has his friend, yet because of the man's boldness, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. That's verse 8. That's in the King James. I'm sorry. That's in the NIV Version. Because of the man's boldness. Now in NIV, I'm sorry, the King James Version, I say unto you, Though he will not rise and give him because he, he is his friend, yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as much as he needeth. And I've got in my NIV version, which is different from your NIV version, for yeah. some reason, I'm, I'm sure, you know, I've got, uh, yet because of your shameless audacity, fascinating, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. Yeah. <laughs> And that's kind of funny to me. Well, yeah, I mean, it kind of alludes to, you know, the persistence there, the, in, what is the word? Importunity. Importunity. And, you know, the boldness, don't be ashamed to ask. Like, we've talked about that before. Yes. Don't be afraid to raise your hand. Absolutely. And, you know, MLK used the phrase, keep on keeping on. Mm-hmm. 
It's right. like you got to keep on keeping on. You got to right, exactly. keep persistent. And it's an important um, thing. Um, don't be afraid to ask, which is another thing. So I talked at first about what stops us from giving. But there's also the other end of the spectrum. If you're on the other side of the door, if you're on the outside, there's some folks who are too prideful. Yeah. And I count myself as that. Sometimes I don't want to ask, who am I? Am I, am I, you know, I'm not getting on my knees. I'm not asked for, you know, yeah. I'm not poor. How are you, Reg? Put the mask I'm, on I'm and say, <laughs> I think the first step yeah. in asking before you even ask is acknowledging that you have a need. Exactly. Like you have to acknowledge that you need something yes. before you can ask for it. Yes. And then you have to be ready to receive whatever it is that you're asking for. Exactly. So it's like a three-part thing. Mm-hmm. But um, it reminds me of this phrase that we learned in Bible school a long time ago, which mm-hmm. we then altered, but it's pray and push. Yes. Have you heard push? No. Pray until something happens. Mm, yeah. Wow. Or pray until shit happens. Yeah. 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 Just keep praying, praying, praying. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> praying and work and, you know, praying and moving as if, you know, you have a, a confidence that the prayer will happen. Because, you know, there are people who pray, but they don't do anything else. They just sort of like, you know, God, you know, give me some money so that I can pay my rent. And then they just, you know, sort of sit there. And they go to take a nap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You've got to, Got to hustle. You know, yeah, you know, let's say if you're looking for a job, you know, by all means pray, but also put out that resume and go, you know, do those job interviews and have the confidence that your prayer will be answered. Yeah, I think, uh, I think all the, all, all the time we think that, you know, uh, the world is out of our control and mm-hmm. maybe, you know, sometimes it just is, mm-hmm. but as human beings, we need sleep. We need air. Yeah. You know, we, we need food. I think if we looked at prayer, Mm-hmm. As like just as essential, mm-hmm. you know, that uh, you would get a little more, you know, kind of airtime, yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs> other than food and mm-hmm. and our sleep, our breathing, you know, which we can't deny. We need shelter, yeah, we, you know, all these things, you yeah. know, and uh, I think prayer should be just as essential, yeah, you know, I mean, because the apostles didn't even. They, they were like, teach us how to pray. Yeah. You know, because if we need this isn't so bad. That, isn't that funny that they say that? Because if they're Jewish, they mm-hmm. grew up praying like three times a day. Sure. And, and maybe. They've prayed all their lives. Yeah, you know, but Christ came along and knocked the whole world upside I, down. I know. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Yeah. I mean, all they had were laws and things that they understood that were right yeah. and things that they understood but that were wrong. It's fascinating that you bring that up again yeah. yeah, because there have been times where I thought that I was praying right. And then, as an adult, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I need to rethink how I pray. Mm-hmm. You know, there are folks who uh, they pray as if they're children. It's like, you know, well, Santa, you know, give me this, give me that. Yeah. And if God we is great, God is good. You know, <laughs> like I, I've been conscious enough to to focus. God, if it's your will, if it's your will, let this be done. Mm-hmm. And if it's not His will, then it won't be done, and I'll have to. You know, or sometimes I'll say, Listen, Lord, you know. I know that I'm going to go through some difficulties in life. Give me the ability to handle this pain. Mm-hmm. Sometimes physical pain, like I went to the dentist's office, and, you know, um, that's always a thing. And, you know, when I first went to the dentist's office, I'll just, you know, be full disclosure, I've had my front teeth pulled, and so I've had to go through what they call um, the, um, what is it called? The, um, what do you, 
any plants, thank you, dental implants, and I've been avoiding it for a long, long time because of fear and all this stuff, and I had to, you know, really pray and gear myself up, and it's been easier and easier just going to the dentist's office, and, you know, I'm anticipating, you know, being fully healed, yeah. but it, mentally, I had to just tell myself, listen, I've got to go through this, it's not going to be as bad as I think, mm-hmm. let me just go through it, but just prayer and knowing how to pray, not praying as a child, not praying, you know, and just absolving all all of my responsibility to God. But it's a working relationship. God won't do what he will do, but we as children of God have to do what we have to do. He's given us the ability to work and and to... Well, I was going to ask you about the shift between praying like a child and an adult. Mm -hmm. Is it not only Mm -hmm. you were saying like children pray for things? Yeah. Was that the main shift for you? Oh, yeah, I think so. And an absolving ability of yourself, saying, I pray, I, I put in my request, <laughs> yeah. and now I'm going to sit here and, you know, take a smoke break and, you know, wait for the request to come in. <laughs> and we can't, only it works like that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And we have the responsibility. And it's funny you mentioned work. You know, there are times where I'll put in a request, but I'll say, okay, let me c- click into, you know, uh, what is it, um, um, you know, level B or something like that, if in case, you know, this doesn't, okay, so, like, usually I'm working with lawyers, and they're like, okay, well, I need this for trial, so I need these supplies, and I need this and that to happen, I'm like, okay, I'm going to put in this request, now, if that doesn't happen, I'm going to do this and that and the other, I'm always thinking, ahead, three, three, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm not implying that God is not going to answer, but... Sometimes, the the, sometimes those other tasks that you're mm-hmm. that you do, yeah, are are the answer. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly right. So all I'm saying is, when we pray, we have to. Prayer is not a one way thing where we ask God for something and we hold back. But you know, God has talked to us as well, and God has given us the ability to to do things. You know, mm-hmm. He gives the ability to think and to and to be there and. Get coming back to this verse, the person behind the door, he has the ability to answer, to be the answer uh, that God wants, to open that door and to give bread. To keep the bread fresh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can not say. I'm okay to use that, right? <laughs> exactly. Keep the bread fresh. This is a sermon. Yeah, no, yeah. No, no, have no. it ready. Yeah, that, was, that was so fun. And yeah. I've, written, I've written it down here. Don't bother me. When people ask for help, are they bothering you? If you've been blessed, you need to share your blessings. And so we yeah. talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've written down, if you're a Christian, you've signed up for the job. You have a duty to answer the door. Mm-hmm. So, and we talked about that. And then there's the illusion of bread. What is bread? And I have, there's a series of, um, and King talks about that. It's the bread of yeah, life, the bread, yeah. bread of love. You know, we talked about, uh, there are all sorts of Bible verses that talk about bread, you know, in Exodus. You know, mm-hmm. Moses has, you know, bread rain down so that the children of Israel can eat. You know, Jesus says, uh, I'm the bread. That was like the life. first fulfillment of the prayer, right? Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Well, the hardest part mm-hmm. is getting the, is going and knocking on that door to begin with. Yes. Uh, I mean, I know people who, you know, in, in church, we say the Lord's Prayer every week and some people just mouth the words, blah, 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 blah. you know, because it's just it may have no meaning, you mm-hmm. know, sometimes. But the hardest part, like like you said, Reg, you know, yeah. making that first appointment, going, going yes. out, yeah. you know, doing that very first thing and say, oh, please, God, give me the strength to follow through with this because I know 
it's scary, mm-hmm. and and it's going to maybe work, maybe not, maybe mess up my life, maybe not. Mm-hmm. You know, I, the hardest part is knocking on that door to begin with. Yeah. And yeah. then once you've already done it, you know, mm-hmm. and you said, okay, here I am, midnight, inappropriate, sorry, but mm-hmm. I need this stuff. Yes. <laughs> um, once the first one's done. Yes. It gets a little easier after that, doesn't it? Yeah. It's also like accepting whatever gets handed to you through the door. So maybe you were expecting a giant loaf of bread and you got a baguette and some croissants. <laughs> right. But yeah. those, are, you know, yeah. those are still gifts and they yeah. still meet your need. Yeah. Um, do, yeah. But I think also the question, like this is talking about mm-hmm. kind of a urgent middle of the night crisis. Yes. Um, but, but prayer is important not only in times of crisis, but every day. Absolutely. And so I was going to ask you, like, how much do you pray for little things, or do you just pray for big ones? That, you know, that's mm-hmm. a good thing. I, um, To be honest, I don't – I really should pray more, I guess, you know, for even the little of things, because I, I always get the feeling that I'm in – that I'm – I'm being a bother or a nuisance to God. It's like, well, you know, there, there are millions of people in the world, billions of people in the world, you know. You know, if I'm asking for, let's say, a bump on a pay raise, then I'm already being paid well, you know. That's, or, you know, like, God, I can't find my keys, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that may be a small prayer, and I'm like, well, why would I bother God There's for that? There's also the thankful prayer. That's exactly right. It doesn't have always to be giving, Always giving thanks, yeah. Always giving thanks. I have a prayer for parking. <laughs> there you go. I do. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I pray. For, I remember the big things. Like about uh, t- two weeks ago, I like hurt my back really, really oh, bad. Yeah. I mean, yeah, really bad. I haven't felt that kind of pain in a long, long time. Yeah. And I pray, oh, please, God, give me the strength to mm-hmm. to get through this. Yes. Uh, and uh, and heal this injury. Mm-hmm. Please, please, uh, grab me some healing so that I can. So that I can get up and do the things I need to do. Yeah. You know, just physically do them. Mm-hmm. And uh, those prayers were answered. Yeah. Or that one was answered. Uh, mm-hmm. But like you were saying, the little things. Like yesterday I was talking to my mom dad on the phone, and she's uh, losing her memory and, mm-hmm. and becoming kind of scared and resentful. And, uh, you know, the world's kind of freaking her out right now. And I was walking in the park. I had the day off for some reason. Don't tell anybody. And uh, <laughs> and I saw this tree with about thirty red robins, just going crazy mm-hmm. all over it, mm-hmm. and eating berries and just having a damn good time. And I was talking to my mom and said, "I was just like, Mom, Mom, I wish you were here. I wish you were here uh, to see this wonderful thing. These birds flying around." Mm-hmm. And in other words, I was just praying, and I was praying at the same time, going, "God, just let me uh, let me give her a peaceful message." Sure, and just just pass it on, mm-hmm. just just enough to get her through, because she was she was obviously really really emotional, yeah, and upset, yeah. And she's like, let me impart this, even though it's like I'm describing <laughs> like I'm describing it to you guys. I'm yeah. just describing it to her, yeah. But it's little things like that. It's like maybe it didn't, maybe the door didn't open, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna knock anyway. Yeah, I'm gonna try this anyway. Yeah, you know because you know if. It fills me with um, kind of like a hope. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, I mean, I think that w- one of the things that MLK was saying in this speech, too, is that the morning's going to come. Yeah. So don't be afraid to ask. Yeah. Because God will give you what mm-hmm. you need. 
and recognize that midnight, you know, as an allegory, there are people who, you know, it may seem, you know, like the sun is shining now, but in people's lives, although we not may see it on their faces, they may be facing a personal midnight, yeah. like your mom. It happens. Yeah. yeah. It happens. I mean, getting old, I mean, as we all know. Losing one's like, memory. Yeah. Feeling lonely and, you know, mm-hmm. afraid. Can yeah. someone read verse 9? Absolutely. Because I think that's an important tie to what you're saying right now. Oh, sure. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. And he who and to him who knocks, the door will be open. And that is, um, you know, that's the, 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 um, the, pre- the promise that God gives to us. I, I kind of use that kind of as a general rule for everyday life. If mm-hmm. I don't ask, I'm not going to get it. Yeah. If I don't submit for that job, if I don't, mm-hmm. you know, knock on that door or call that person, there's mm-hmm. no it way I'm going to get it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not going to get the role if I don't audition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to win the lottery if I don't play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and if, the, if that's, that's specific, <laughs> and if that's sp- my expectation of my ask isn't answered the way I expected it, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean it didn't get answered. Yeah. Yeah. And also, you know, if you, you've got to ask for the bread, if, and if you have the bread, you have to give the bread. And, of course, there is uh, the bread of faith, the bread of hope, the bread of love, you know, whatever it is. You know, I may not have, you know, we were talking earlier about what are the excuses, why won't we answer the door? And you had said, well, we don't know the whole story. That's very true. You know, the person could have said, listen, I want to give something to you, but I don't have it. And let me explain to you why. Let me open up the door and explain to you why I don't have it. Or let me guide you to where you can get it. We don't get that. He says, don't bother me. And don't bother me explains the mindset of this person. And I invite to us, we have, we may not have money. We may not have, you know, resources that the person's asking for, but we have something. There is a bread, metaphorically, that we can give. Sometimes it's just listening. Sometimes I have no idea that I'm helping people. Like, you know, you said, Craig, that I've been there for you. Oh, I, really, I haven't really felt that I've been there for you. All, all I've done is really just listen. But um, whatever bread that I have, you know, that the door is always open. It's very important. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think listening is key. Mm-hmm. I mean, how if you if you can listen, mm-hmm. which, you know, I'm talking to myself here, be honest, Craig, listen more. Mm-hmm. I really need to mm-hmm. because I need answers that I don't have. Right. I'm sitting here talking. I'm just telling you stuff I already know. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to listen. I mean, that's what meditation is all about, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stilling your mind enough to hear the answers. Yeah. I think it's also being aware that all the stuff that the mask is covering up, mm-hmm. all the stuff that, you know, you may find like, boy, I really need to work on this. I do not want to open this door. Mm-hmm. Um is a part of you. Yeah. It, it's a human failing part of you. Mm-hmm. And it hurts to just close that door and be alone with that. Mm-hmm. I got my children. I got my bread and I'm protecting it. And I don't, you know, anybody else, you know, maybe I should give it up. Maybe I should share. But this is me and I don't like it and I don't want you in. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we need to embrace, like, like 
The reason that Jesus tells stories is everybody in the story. You're the guy outside who's been on the journey. You're the guy begging. Mm-hmm. And a really impl- in, a you're pro- the friend. In, yeah. You're the friend who says no. Yeah. You're the friend who's, who's being said no to. Mm-hmm. If you embrace all these aspects of yourself and understand that all of it, you know, is God's love, God's plan, God's acceptance of you. And I don't think God would love us any less mm-hmm. if we allowed him to more. He'd say, like, bring it on. Mm-hmm. I'll love you as much as you'll allow me to. Yeah. You know? Yep. Well, I think we can wrap it up. I thought that we would last longer, but, you know, we've covered pretty much we're pretty everything. Succinct. <laughs> King's speech lasted we 35 minutes, and <laughs> we've lasted 35 minutes. Oh. And I'll, I'll wrap it up by saying, listen, you know, we have no idea what you're going through for those who are listening in your life. There is, you know, a proverbial midnight, you know, in the world. You know, there are all sorts of bad things going on. There's midnight within your own personal lives for, for some of you. The, the God's door is always open. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is ask, and you know, and He will receive. He will be there for you. And you may have the bread. You may be on the inside of the door. Someone's knocking. Uh, you may not know it, or you know, let's say it may not have happened yet, but eventually someone is going to knock on your door. Will you be there? Will you open the door? Will you give them the bread, whatever the bread is? Um, I want to think about that. You know, we, as Christians, as people, we need each other. And we're never going to, you know, make it through our own personal and social lives if we don't have each other. So think about that. Think about the bread that you have in your life. And focus on giving. And if you're in need, don't be afraid to ask. You know, God is always there. And people will be there for you. Mm-hmm. And there you go. Knock at midnight. Um, who wants to close this out? I, I will. Um, mm-hmm. Raj, can you append the speech, the uh-huh. MLK speech to the recording? Oh, you want to put it on? What do you think? Uh, sure. I mean, I'm just wondering. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I have. I mean, if we only have half an hour and it's a half an hour. <laughs> yeah. I actually have the speech here. Of course, it's long. Uh, Maybe you can add it at the it's end. It's worth listening sure. to. It really, yeah. really is. Yeah. I'll have the link. So or, we'll, or we can have the link. link. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, I'll close this out. Mm-hmm. Dear Heavenly Father, please help everyone who's listening and friends um, that aren't listening acknowledge their need in their lives and be ready to receive transformation. Help everyone become an active partner with you in their lives and um, be ready to welcome you and your gifts and go through your open door. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Fantastic. And here is my blurb. Faith is a podcast open to anyone. You may not believe at all. You may be Muslim, Jewish, agnostic, or atheist. You may have had horrible experience in the church, which have made you turn your back to God. You can still have faith. We ask that you listen to this podcast, even challenge us. We're on Facebook, SoundCloud. That's where the podcast is. You can also uh, write us directly. I have a uh, Twitter and also Instagram account. You can find me, Reg Space Clay, and DL Carragher for Deb. And share what you feel. Don't feel alienated because we speak of what we believe. The Bible's been around for thousands of years, and even now, in the age of the Internet and social media and great technology, it still has a message for all of us. You can listen to this podcast on the Apple Podcast app or on iTunes. Just open up your iTunes app, click on Store, go on the search engine on the upper right-hand side, and search for you got to have faith, and you'll find us. If you use Android, download the SoundCloud app or just go on SoundCloud.com. Search for us, and you will find us. Thank you for listening. Thank you.